0: The drive. Five off
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Pass, uh, another race, another week of racing talk. I am uh, Randy Miller, Peter Strada, Noah Lewis are with me. Tom has decided to uh, hijack the production board again this week. So he's a uh, producer. I was sitting us. here, so uh, I, better, t- I know. Better Tom <laughs> than it, Noah. My story is much better.
2: What? Better Tom than Noah producing
3: this week. So, oh,
2: gosh. What's
1: true. up? Why? I don't know.
2: Just any, because any, it's me?
3: Yeah. Any, just it's any opportunity we can pick on. I Noah. am half asleep tonight, so we're going to wake up. Yeah, That's probably day
2: <laughs> traveling back from Richmond.
1: That's very true. Yeah, the boys are in Richmond, so I'm sure they have uh, plenty of things that they can uh, talk to us about uh, during the course of the show. We're going to talk about the Richmond weekend. Um, Xfinity and uh, the Cup Series both uh, seeing action at Richmond. Uh, also, t- uh, as we record the show live today, the Hall of Fame nominees came out, so we'll kind of discuss the new uh, entries on that list as well as the ones that are reoccurring from 2020 to kind of see if we can figure out who might be uh, inductees this year into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Um, we also have, of course, fantasy NASCAR as we always do, uh, Black Flag Checkered Flag as well. So uh, lots of things to talk about and. I think one of the coolest F1 announcements in the history of F1. I I cannot, if you guys missed this announcement, this is the coolest thing ever. I I, I cannot wait to see this in action. I don't want to spoil it yet, but I can't wait.
2: Not only that announcement you're talking about, but they released some renders of the Miami course today. And oh my gosh, that looks amazing.
1: Two two awesome F1 announcements uh, in the last week. And wait till you guys hear what uh, F1 has planned for the West Coast in uh, 2023 it's some some definitely some fantastic stuff so um as i said we are going to talk about the uh, richmond weekend the first row the first uh short track uh for this next gen car so we'll kind of see what uh, everybody's thoughts are as we kind of transcend into the next probably three weeks or so of short track races we've got martinsville coming up next we've got bristol dirt race after that um then uh, talladega after that so um three weeks of uh unique and, and different changes um for these drivers as they uh, progress into the 2022 season with a brand new car our seventh different winner in seven races uh thank god denny hamlin won because maybe he'll shut up now um we'll, we'll talk about that too because i'm a little tired of hearing his his comments yep yep Mo. anyway yes uh, that was what I, I was gonna say much <laughs> worse but we don't have time we'll step aside take a break we'll break it all down for you <laughs> next right here on the inside pass To these guys. So great radio to the Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Officially kicking off our show this week. Normally we fly planes around the world and uh, visit different locations, but NASCAR was so close this week we don't even have to fly. We can drive, walk.
2: It's only a three-hour drive. Skip a stone, whatever. Yeah, we made no, that four, drive today. About four hours th- from here. Yeah. yeah.
1: Something career. like that. Uh, they were up in uh, Richmond as we record the show in uh, Statesville, which is about uh, halfway between Charlotte and, and, uh, <laughs> and Richmond. But uh, a pretty good race overall. I mean, this is the first time that the next-gen cars have seen a short track race um, with, with the new configurations of the cars. And uh, so I thought the Xfinity race as well as the Cup race were, were, were pretty good. I, I thought the, the Cup race was a little bit not as exciting until the very end. Uh, but then when you started looking at these guys like Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick coming through the field, um, on fresher tires, and, and you know we're able to raggle the lead away from William Byron with what five to go or whatever, um, and seeing Denny Hamlin pick up his victory, which we'll talk about the Cup Series in a little bit. Uh, we'll start with Xfinity, but what did you guys think about uh, the race overall? Noah, I guess we'll start with you.
3: Yeah, I mean it was uh, it was certainly an interesting race. We, like you said, we only had I guess the LA Coliseum to go off of, but that's a short, short track, so you can't even go off of that with these cars. So it was kind of our first official, you know, long race on right. a short track. Um, but that being said, it was Richmond and like I said, going into it, you know if if this can uh, can make us see Richmond differently than uh, than it has been in the years past, then that'll be great. And I think it was halfway there to, to having a bit of a different race and a bit of a different feel at Richmond. Um, but there still were some complaints typical Richmond things about just how the car drives there and, and not being able to pass very well. Uh, but no I, I was entertained. I, I was good to see we have not seen many fuel strategy, tire strategy, those types of strategy races in a while, especially with stages implemented. Uh, So to see one of those races, that's always kind of, good to kind of you know it it wouldn't be as great if it was all the time but it's good to see those every now and then
2: i'm glad you brought up the la coliseum because i asked a couple drivers would anything translate from that race the clash to this race and they said no this place is huge compared to the la coliseum why
0: would you even ask the question that's basically a parking lot race is all what that was (laughs) no
2: it's basically a race around this table and yeah it it
0: really Mm -hmm. wasn't a race i mean it was just it's made for tv fantasy event pretty much um i thought richmond was really good for the most yeah. part and i and i loved the fact that we had some what's that old bugs bunny phrase Strategy mm-hmm. um at the end i uh you know i love that Denny hamlin ended up winning i mean that was one of those things where if you if you walked away from your tv with about five laps to go you know to do something else and then came back and just in time for the last lap, you're going. How in the wild you world know of the sports happened. did that happen, right? And he was
3: 15 seconds back when I walked away. Yeah,
0: and that's the kind of a thing that I think we all like to see in the sport is these last minute, last lap drama kind of things. Um, and uh, I mean, can't can't uh, say anything negative. Denny went yeah. out and finally got it done. It's. Uh, taking him all year to get a top 10 finish, and he breaks it with a win.
2: That's right. He came into this weekend 22nd in points, zero top 10, zero really clean races at all for that 11 team, and now he's won and
3: he's in the playoffs. You know he'll be racing for a championship once again this fall. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, Well, first of all, I want to say, you know, with that – with Denny passing William with a few laps to go, even then you kind of were hanging on to your seat of, about if Harvick could get there with what 50 races since he's been in Victory Lane. But, uh, but yeah, it was interesting because you know the, the conversation heading into this weekend and, and what it seemed like the big talk of the of the racetrack this weekend was is this the place that Toyota can finally uh, show up? Because so far this season they've had some issues uh, with you know being up front a lot and being consistent. And, uh, and the drivers are very vocal about that, talking about, you know, that they've been off and that smaller practice times, obviously we're going from no practice, but, but shorter practice times with this new car. Um, they've not had time to make any big adjustments with, you know, what they bring to the track. So it's gotta be good. And, uh, and Hamlin said Saturday, am I worried about getting the playoffs? No, I'm not. I'm not worried about getting the playoffs. We're going to be fine. Well, the next day, he proved that <laughs> they're going to be fine. So. It's
1: probably a good thing that Toyota did win uh, the race because they had their logo all over plastered all over Richmond. So it would yeah. have been weird to not see a <laughs> Both Toyota races,
2: Toyota Care and Toyota owners, That would have so. been weird. Yeah, Toyota has definitely owned Richmond for about 10 years now.
0: It's yeah, and I, and I don't. I didn't look at this like Toyota's had issues being up front. Toyota's had issues finishing up front. Right. It's so Kyle Busch has been fast almost every race. Denny Hamlin's been fast almost every but race. They, Chris Bell has been been fast much of the. Yeah. I wouldn't say every week. But, you know, those guys at Truex, they've just, you know, crashes mechanicals pit mistakes yeah. they have beaten themselves more than they've been being on the racetrack so well, far
3: that and it's but it, they're overall cons- i mean we're used to seeing them all run well and there there's been someone each weekend since the start of the season or, or multiple cars each weekend where there are a few that are up front and in the mix um, but then there's a few that are just way off, and that's been the thing with brand Toyota. new Cup exactly. car, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, but but that's just so different from the consistency yeah. we're usually seeing with Toyota.
1: So we'll talk about the Cup series a little bit more in detail in a little bit. I want to start with the Xfinity series uh, officially first because Ty Gibbs uh, ended up uh, pushing his way into the victory, uh, pushing his teammate John Hunter Nemechek out of the way. Um, so I guess kind of in a way, John Hunter Nemechek kind of got what. I say he had come into him I and mean, he's, he's had the same thing kind of happen in the truck series too, with his teammates over there, uh, beating him and banging him around. So now he, he went to the Xfinity series to get away from it. And Ty Gibbs put a bumper to him um, and ended up winning the race. He wasn't happy about that either. Um, and, and so I'm he sure that know. they, uh, those Christmas card uh, lists just keep getting shorter and shorter yeah. um, by the week. But uh, I mean, Ty is one of those kids who's still learning and developing himself and, you know, whether he did it, you know, aggressively or not, that's, whoever's called, but you do what you had to do to win um, and especially somebody who's a full-time driver in the Xfinity Series versus somebody who's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to do everything you can to get that win, even though Ty's already won once this year. The more wins you get, you know, the, the more cushion you have when those playoffs start and, and being a rookie in the series, you obviously want that cushion.
3: Yeah, and you talk about Ty being young, and of course that that does you know play a factor. Um, and and he said afterward, I I did not want to drive as far into the corner as I did. And you can say anything you want after the race, after it's done, what happened happened. But that's what his you know that's what he said. John Hunter, yeah, like you said, was not <laughs> very happy with the move. He'd rather have, have raced it out. And I even asked him. Um, you know, we talked about Chandler Smith a few weeks ago. A uh, bit of you know, different circumstances. John Hunter a lap down and, and kind of pushing App over the door. Exactly. Um but <laughs> but same circumstances in terms of teammates upset at each other. So yeah, I so guess. uh so I ask I asked John Hunter, you know, hey, can you just describe the differences? You know, this is another incident that you're a part of where teammates been upset with one another and you're on the upset end this time and and he had no comment. But regardless, <laughs> you know, it's it's you know how it played out joe gibbs said yesterday i hope they talk it out
0: <laughs> well here's the deal they have the a picnic lunch
3: is what they need to have.
0: well here's the problem i got with this so i'll take a poll here we'll go around the table noah were you okay or not okay with ross chastain's move Last week,
3: I was okay with Ross Justine's
0: move. Okay, then you cannot not be okay with with Ty (laughs) Ty Gibbs' move, right? And I don't (laughs) think I need to go through the rest of the poll. Like it's it's either okay for one, and okay, therefore it's okay for everybody, or it's not okay for anybody.
3: And. Think think a few years ago, uh, in Canadian Tire Motorsports Park with John Hunter and, and Cole Custer. I mean, this was a while ago now, but well, you remember the move yeah. that John Hunter made, you know? This, so, so you can you can dig up past and, and
0: see. For that me, this gets into I just to me, if you've got to bump the guy in front of you out of way out of the way to win a race, you weren't the best driver. You don't deserve to win. And I grew up in an era when that just, that's exactly my first racing hero. Jimmy champine is still the winningest driver in Oswego Speedway history. And there was a race back in the mid seventies at Lancaster Speedway up in New York, where he was running second, took the white, went into the first corner and not even on purpose, but got into the car in front of him and the car got sideways. Jimmy passed him. He actually slid up and turned three, let the guy go back by him and finish second. And they asked him about it after the race. He said, if I've got to bump a guy to to pass him to win a race, I'd rather run second. So, you know, but here's what's happened. And this is where, you know, I'm going to get bunches of hate mail. I don't care. It's the truth. Dale Earnhardt changed everything. He changed the rules because Dale would do absolutely anything, including stuffing his mom into the wall to win a race, because that's just how Dale was, okay? Mm -hmm. Great man in a lot of ways, did a lot for a lot of people, blah, blah, blah. But we'll talk more about this on the other side, but I'm telling you, he changed the rules. Very
1: true. We're going to step aside take a break. We'll have more on that thought when we come back right here on the Inside Pass.
7: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds
4: technicians must be ase certified and have a minimum of six years experience beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions but whatever you do don't wait these jobs will go fast call tim at 302-827-2054 that's 302-827-2054 lewis meinecke car care center rev up your career
8: you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car
1: Hi, my name's Eric Jones, and you're listening to The Inside Pass. This season started out really well. Turn the on Tom. <laughs> this season started out really well and then turned, uh, turned to, to <laughs> donkey poo uh, in the last several weeks. But uh, well, I'm sure he'll get back on the, onto the right track here pretty soon. So finish your thought, uh, Tom. About, well, uh,
0: we were, well, we were just talking about the contact with Ty Gibbs and John Hunter, and I made the point that Dale Earnhardt changed the rules because what happened was in that whole era when Dale was doing it all the time, all the short trackers started to think it was okay to do it themselves. Right. And and all the young people coming up, started doing it. Now everybody does it and everybody goes, well, bump and run is perfectly fine. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with bump and run. It's almost in the South here. Like you go to, you know, places and watch late models race. It's almost expected, you know, that you're going to bump and run. Um, I just think that's a cheap way to win a race. Uh, you know, and so Dale changed the rules because nobody made him stop, you know, except for the one little uh, meeting when he and Jeb Bodine kept having run-ins and <laughs> Bill French Jr. got tired Runs of racing. it and stopped it. But, um, you know, and then it became a big movie yeah. that was wildly over-exaggerated. But anyway, um, Dale changed the rules. So I, I just think it's all, you know... Uh, bad driving, in my opinion. But if you're going to say it's okay for Ross because he was chasing a cup win, it's okay for Ty because, look, Ty's going for a win too, Peter.
2: Not only did Dale change the rules, but this playoff system changed the rules because wins mean so much now. They could really be life or death. That people are willing to do anything. If you're on the cut line, that... Five bonus points you do or don't get from winning this race, finishing first or second at Richmond, could be life or right. death for you, making mm-hmm. the championship. And here's four. the
0: key for me with Ty. Yeah, he went into the corner and kind of went straight, but he didn't spin him; he didn't crash him. Right. He just moved him up. John Hunter still finished second. Exactly. As I know. Last well, week, and,
2: AJ
3: finished thirty third. And in here's the race. Yeah. Here's the tough thing about it too that you have to think about because you know, like you said, or you said earlier, um, if you have to do that, then I don't think you have the better car. Well, it's it's really tough to say because you get to a place like Richmond and you got guys talking about how it, passing is near impossible, right? So it's like it's tough because with these cars, you Martin Truex Jr. and William Byron, you know Mar- William was on ten lap older tires on one of those restarts, uh, you know with 100 something to go. Uh, and Martin, everyone was thinking was gonna fly past him. Well, Martin got to him, but he couldn't get around him, even though he had the faster car. He had the better car because of how tough it was to pass at Richmond and how hard it is. So at that point, when you get down to it, it's like, if you do have the better car, if you are the faster driver, and that's kind of your only way is to wiggle somebody up the racetrack, not wreck them. You know, that's a totally different thing in itself. Like we said, Ty kind of just moved him. Um, But when you have a track like this and, and there's really no other way around someone, that's where I think it's kind of something you got to do, unless you're just okay with telling your team, I know we had the best car, but I had to come home second because I went. There's always
0: another way around someone. <laughs> I see, And even if, I went to Hickory Saturday night and watched the Carolina Pro series and watched the NASCAR uh, weekly series up there. Everybody wants pass going into a corner, they all want to move the guy going into the corner. That's not how you pass. Proper pass timing in motorsports is you follow the guy in, set him up in the middle, and pass him coming off so you got the whole straightaway to finish it. Okay, so if you can't do that, then I don't care if you were faster coming to the leader. The leader's faster than you in that moment, and he's running a line that is just holding you back. So, how far are you willing to go in order to get the win? And if you're going to be the bumper, then don't. Cry when you get the bumper somewhere else down the road, regardless of whether it's (laughs) the same guy or not.
1: I think the bump and run move is is a situation where it depends on who's involved. Like if you're a fan of like let's say John Hunter Nemechek and he gets bumped out of the way, then you're going to be like, oh, stupid Ty Gibbs, you know, whatever. Right. But if the situation was reversed Mm -hmm. and you're a fan of Ty Gibbs and he bumps somebody the other way, yeah, Yeah. go go Ty. It's just
2: the way
3: that. Like I said, John Hunter's NASCAR fans are John Hunter's been the bumper for the win. Right. But time, it's the same, so same it's, thing with Ross what and, right. and AJ. At Absolutely. the same
2: time, we've seen this before out of Ty Gibbs. Think of him and Corey Heim back in the Arca Series. They were playing bumper cars for half the last But they were the both doing season. it. Where
0: right. so the Heimlich came mm-hmm. from.
1: Exactly. Yeah. the Heimlich
0: maneuver came from. <laughs> they were both doing it. So I don't it, – it's like for me, you know, I don't like any of it. But I also can't fault him and not him. Right. 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 Like yeah. I used – I couldn't stand Dale as a driver now, I've come to really, really, really respect who he was as a man in a lot of ways, and especially in his later life. But, um, you know, but I, I hated his driving style. Um, and and I never liked seeing it out of anybody, even if it was my driver. It was like, man, you know, it's like, because it, again, to me, that takes no talent to do that. You're just using the bumper as a battering ram, you know. So, I mean, all I'm saying is you either have to be... All for it or all against it? You can't say, well, he shouldn't have done what he did, but he, it's okay when he does it, uh-huh. right? You know, just don't be a hypocrite.
2: <laughs> you know? Ultimately, this is what we've come to expect on NASCAR short track races now because think of the past several years of the Martinsville fall playoff race. Someone bumped someone out of the way for that win in the last 10 or so
10: lives.
0: Right. Well, and yeah. here's, here's the thing for me, just just broadening the scope of the Xfinity race. Did we even have a caution? I mean, if we did, it was a quick, you know, we, I mean, there were very few, if any, I don't know that we had any, and, you know, we still wound up with just a really, debris. really big finish. Yeah, Debris you was know. our only Okay, stage Okay So, yeah. so, you know, other than the stages, just the debris, that race should have been a terrible race, but it wasn't. And right. I think it shows you something about, you know, now if we'd have been on a mile and a half in that circumstance, I'm not sure that happens that way, but you know, I think it was a good race because it was a short track. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I mean, it was that was a, a great race. And again, you had guys Anthony Alfredo, man, top ten almost the entire race. You know, you you start looking it down the line at these guys that are outperforming themselves and and those are the guys you want to talk about. Not you know, I mean, no offense to Tyre John Hunter, but they get know, talked about a lot. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to really highlight the guys that are having Parker Retzloff. Yeah, I was
2: gonna absolutely. Say wow. and, wow. and Sam Mayer
3: in third, his best
2: yes, first finish, exactly. and he gets a hundred thousand dollar payday for winning the Dash for Cash. Exactly. Yeah, it's
3: funny. I asked Sam after. I was like, "Did they, did you know? You know that you're racing AJ for the Dash for Cash?" He said, "I totally forgot, and I'm glad that my team didn't tell me because I would have totally messed." <laughs> up if I knew I was <laughs>
2: for hundred grand,
0: So very, good to see Sam,
2: you know. What does an 18-, 19-year-old even do with $100,000? Well, he
0: doesn't s- get $100,000. No. Right, the, yeah. But the team gets the $100,000. Get nice bonus. Sam will like, get a bonus, yeah. and if they just start a college fund for the kid or something. <laughs> Maybe, in yeah. In case uh-huh. his career doesn't work out. So, you know. I mean, obviously
1: Richmond is a track that has two Cup series of dates. They have one in the spring and then one uh, during the playoffs. Do you guys think that they deserve to have two dates, mm. especially after watching the race this weekend?
2: I'm okay with Richmond having two days cuz the fan experience there is top-notch, the driver access in the garage and how close fans get to the cars is almost unmatched anywhere else on the circuit. But that being said, if Richmond were to lose one of their cup series race dates, I'd want it to be replaced with another short track like say Iowa or Nashville Fairgrounds. That's fair.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it's so tough because um I I mean, I do I do think that Richmond has precedent for for why they have two races, and I, and I think I agree with Peter there that if if they did lose a race, it would need to go somewhere you know that it wasn't unlike Richmond that could race right. similarly uh, in a short track fashion. So I Iowa think would
1: like be the right. only thing I would think of because it's designed yeah. to look or you know kind kind of be reminiscent of
0: Richmond. So that would be my vote. But I don't think any track on deserves the cups to. deserves two dates yeah. at this point. Um, I, I think we race too many races, to be honest. I would like to see them cut the schedule back to about 30. Um, and, and, and I would like to see 30 different tracks, um, maybe with the exception of Daytona, perhaps, because mm-hmm. it's Daytona. But, um, you know, I think it would create a lot more variety. With that being said, I have a problem with Richmond having two dates. Like Peter said, the fan experience, they worked really you know, like- hard to make the fan experience better there. Um, and so, uh, I think it's fine. I think we certainly need, do need more short tracks. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't think Richmond was, <laughs> neither race was bad. I mean, like it, it, there are some tracks when you, when they come up on the schedule, you're like, Oh boy, you know? Um, and, but, but I don't think Richmond was bad.
2: Absolutely. I was perfectly okay with Michigan losing one of their dates to go to a different track. But if Richmond were to keep a date, I wouldn't have it. As much an issue with, say, Michigan or Pocono having two races. Not Pocono. Yeah, not Pocono. (laughs) Pocono Pocono. doesn't need two races. No. No. Exactly.
0: Again, South Boston, Short Track, Nashville. Two more weather delays anyway. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think, you know, again, I think you got to get more short tracks on the schedule. Yes. We've got enough road courses now. Let's start getting more short tracks in. Yep.
1: I think Pocono is probably going to be the next track on the list. I'm going to look at it, and go, oh man.
0: Well, the, yeah. <laughs> here, I mean, please, I please hate, let this
1: just be a decent yeah. race.
0: And I hate saying that because the Mattioli family are such great people. It's, I, just, a, I really, it's, it's just a boring, boring track. track. I, yeah, it's yeah. just all there is to it. It's too. never what's,
3: been good track. What's nice now too is that even if we start having our mile and a half races that have two races, just to one, which they should be um we have a good car for a mile and a half now so if we just did it once a year i think it would be attractive for fans so
1: maybe yeah. maybe we'll see all right so the rest of the top 10 in the xfinity series we mentioned ty gibbs and john Nemechek finishing first and second and sam Mayer finishing in third ag omendinger came home in fourth riley Herbst was fifth daniel hemrick josh berry who was the only other driver to lead a lap during the race and he led exactly one lap uh, Brandon Brown, Ryan Sieg, and then as uh, Tom mentioned, uh, Parker Redsloff, uh finishing in the top 10 um, in that race. So lots of comers and goers. Again, which we talk about week after week uh, with with these somehow, even even with the Xfinity Series and these guys still have the same cars from last year, we're still seeing up and you know guys coming through the field and, and people that you don't see normally in the top 10 finishing in the top 10. Um, including the our motorsports guys, who you know we mentioned Alfredo and, and Jeb Burton, who probably would have had a top five had he yes. wrecked the car in practice. Yep. Um, or was it pra- qualifying or practice? Practice, right? It was, it was practice. practice. It was a practice. Yeah. Um, he, they did a lot of damage and chose to just repair the damage, so they ended up having to race the car with the tow all messed up on it. Um, but he still came back and finished in the, the top fifteen. So okay. and we should again, oh, kudos man. to Riley Herbs because that was his best run of the season. Yeah. Yep. He yep. needed yep, that. Sure. Um, Sam mayor too, for that matter. So. Yeah. Also, a quick kudos
2: to Roger Carruth for running all the last in yes. his series debut and yes. coming home 24th.
0: Yes, that is a young man who uh, is making the diversity program look pretty good, darn good right now. Oh, yes.
1: That is true. All right, uh, we are going. Uh, we're up against a break here, so when we come back, we'll switch over and talk about the Cup Series race. Um, lots of stuff happening there. We, we already talked about Denny Hamlin winning the race, but there were other news stories within the Cup Series race that we'll talk about black flag checker flag fantasy nascar more right after this on the inside pass
7: how to be a great dad in 15 seconds bike ride go fish walk in the park phone call milkshake play catch picnic fly a kite tell jokes laugh talk read a story tell a story bumper car swing set bowling pillow fight cut loose stay tight because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life take time to be a dad today Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov.
4: Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation?
2: This Lop, and you're listening to the Best Guys on the
10: radio the Inside
1: Pass. welcome back to the Inside Pass the gang is all here we're talking about the Richmond weekend we just uh, finished talking about the Xfinity series we're gonna move over. And talk about the Cup Series race we mentioned at the top of the show. Denny Hamlin finally getting that win. Um, he is now the seventh different winner in seven races this year. How long do you guys think this streak is going to last? Well, lasted I, awesome.
2: I believe seven or eight weeks last year. So I'd love to see it continue as long as possible. But what's
1: we, the record? Like thirteen? Is it twelve? Oh, something gosh, like that? I can't remember. Twelve twelve.
3: Uh, I know. I remember we got close last year. Or we were getting closer. I think we had ten last year. I think with uh, this race we either tied or surpassed or surpassed last year hmm. with new winners. Which is very, very good to see. But I think
1: with this next gen car, I mean, we talk about it every single week. There's always a group of thirty, you know, probably thirty yeah. guys in the field that well, can win any given week.
3: I mean, think about the top. Uh, well, uh, discluding William Byron, but at least you think about Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex Jr., C. Bell. They were all there and haven't won yet this season. So that's pretty. That's pretty great when you look at uh, if we're going to extend the the streak of new winners because the, there were a lot of guys there that hadn't won yet. So. Well, there's a lot of tracks
1: coming up too. I mean, you know, not that any track we haven't been to has been a surprise, but Richmond, Bristol Dirt, Talladega, yeah. Darlington. Yeah, this like part of the schedule, on, yeah. I,
3: I I asked a lot of guys about that this weekend because this is like, I think before, until we get to the end of the season, this is one of the crazier parts of the schedule because you go from like we said Richmond this weekend, and then we got Martinsville, and then Bristol Dirt, and then Talladega, and then Dover, and then Darlington. So I mean, it's it's going to be a kind of hold on. To your seats part of the season, because so many people are close in the points after this race, first through 13, are within one race of each other from the points
0: line. Yeah. Points so I mean, and like, you think about the guys that still haven't won. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it, you, it's wide open, and I think that was, now again, we, you know, we're gaining the data sample as we go, so who knows what the sort of long-term right. prognosis is with these cars, whether or not the elite teams will ever get to a point where you know but um but right now you're seeing a lot of parity and you're seeing a lot of teams have opportunities to run up front at places where they normally wouldn't have um and and i think that's i think that's all good and of course you know you go to martinsville you go to bristol dirt i mean you know there's there's two tracks right there where it's anybody's game and you've got you Know how many of the, the guys that usually win races have not won yet,
10: mm-hmm. you
0: know? And yeah. you think somewhere along the line you get the Keslowski, um, you know, win somewhere, you know, um, Logano, you know, those Harvick, guys, Harvick, Harvick yeah. you know, so there's, there's a lot of guys that haven't gotten it done that you would expect, you know, Elliot, that those guys. So, I think. You know, I think this could be an interesting season, and we could see 14 or 15 new winners, mm-hmm. I mean, you, different winners. And you only mentioned the guys who haven't won
1: yet. We're talk- I mean, if you think about the guys who haven't won at all, Daniel Suarez, Tyler Reddick, you know, guys well, like that. Well, yes, who have yeah. been close, That's a whole for sure. other group of people yeah. on top of it that could still win.
2: So I did find the record. There were 12 winners, different winners to open the 2003 season. That streak extended all the way to the Coke 600. Wow. So we could wow. match or even surpass that 12. streak hmm. this year.
3: So what are we at now? This is the seven for seven. seven. Yeah, seven. Hmm. So I think it was seven races. last year that we got to or six. Right, because Martinsville was Truex's second win. That was the first right. repeat winner. Wow, That's but Martinsville came a week earlier too. So
1: right. So we mentioned Danny Hamlin winning the race, and I, I t- we talked earlier at the top of the show. That he's he's had kind of a little bit of a. I guess, attitude the last few weeks. I mean, he he's. I get it. He's frustrated. You know, this is not obviously the season that he wanted to start his season off with, um, being wrecked and, you know, just doing different things happening with the car. So I'm sure the frustration has started to set in. But it seemed like every week he was mad about something that one of the Hendrick boys did. Um, the last two weeks he's been mad because... NASCAR asked Hendrick if they wanted to, you know, they went, they came together to try to come up with a plan to put a car in the Le Mans 24-hour race and. Hamlin was mad because Toyota didn't get invited. Apparently, there was an invite birthday party, and he didn't get invited to it. Yeah. Um, but it's just been one thing after another after another. So maybe with this win now, um, you know, it'll be kind of like a fresh start. We're going to tracks that he's obviously great at, Martinsville being one of them. Not Bristol um, Dirt, yeah. though. Not Bristol Dirt, but I mean, <laughs> you know, if we're going to have a repeat winner, I feel like Denny Hamlin could be that guy that's going to do it because Richmond and Martinsville have historically been two of his best tracks.
0: Well, you got to remember, too, he's a car owner now.
3: I was – you read – you took okay, my – Okay, and, and that's the, that's you know, you.
0: I mean, for, if we take Daytona out of the equation, you got one decent Kurt yep, Busch finish. Yep. Other than that, it's been a load of crap yep. for 23-11. That you is just true. just stole you know, my – Both cars. Because so, I,
3: I just pulled up the point standings just to confirm where they were, and Kurt's 18th right now, yeah. Bubba's 22nd. So now it's not only Denny Hamlin, like we've known him, to race for himself for his team – He's got to be frustrated with just the kind of lack of performance over at his organization yes. as well.
0: and Denny's not been known for losing well, and he's exactly. not been known for having so a ton to of patience. He's definitely yeah. known
3: now for having some spicy
2: tweets, whether you agree or disagree with <laughs> yeah, him. They're exactly. must-see content, definitely <laughs> oh getting conversations started.
1: He likes to stir the pot, that's for sure. He does. So, I mean, it is what it is, but congratulations to Denny Hamlin. Um, becoming the seventh different winner, he he did it in style. That's for sure. He, he came through the field. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, William yep. Byron had to leave with a you know, hundred and something laps you to got, go. And...
3: You got to think that William <laughs> that twenty four team, when it's all said and done, hindsight. I mean, they were on the same strategy and leading Hamlin yeah. before that pit stop by on like four tires. seconds, by like four seconds. Yeah. You gotta assume that they, in hindsight, would pit. You know, would have pit it with Hamlin. Pit
0: yes, it, so. yes. You would, and, but again, with hindsight. Yes. What do we say about hindsight? It's always
3: uh-huh. twenty twenty. But
1: you're also we're also happen. talking about a guy who already has made it into the playoffs. Like he's already got a exactly. win. So yeah, a he can gamble ice. a little bit, see what happens. Yep. I mean you're never gonna know it unless you try, and you might as well try when you're suddenly in the playoffs as opposed to trying to get into the playoffs and mess up.
2: Right. Those older tires being as older and as slower as they were were only three laps away from being the winning strategy. So they were that close to still pulling off
3: Pulling off the win with older tires. I'm telling you, I called it at the beginning of the season, and William Byron is continuing to impress me. So
1: that's very true. Although uh, Larson was coming through the field pretty good there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think he kind of got pinned behind some one of the slower
0: cars or something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, right. It was
2: Hamlin, Harvick, and Larson all mm-hmm. on tires at the end.
0: I think <laughs> I think we all thought that Byron would be tough, but I don't. I don't think we thought that. For example, Elliott would go this long without mm-hmm. a win, or they even Larson would struggle the way that he has. You know, this is, for all of Hamlin's bluster about Hendrick having some mythical advantage, if you really <laughs> yeah. look at how it's <laughs> broken out. They're not it, what they were last year. No, yeah. and, and it's not, and again, brand new
1: race exactly. car. Exactly, exactly. It's that you stupid know. pixie dust that they put on the yeah. dashboard <laughs> of those cars. Um, so two uh, of to, uh, the news and notes that came out of the race, that blistering fast pit stop by Kyle Busch's team— oh, yeah. 9.1 seconds for four tires and fuel. Um, history, whatever they were drinking the neck Kool Aid, they probably need to drink more of it. Next week.
2: Rowdy Energy,
3: I was gonna say,
2: Rowdy,
0: probably
1: they were rowdy fueled energy. by
3: Rowdy Energy and MMs, obviously. But it's quick, a, it's a, pit stop in NASCAR history. It's an interesting formation how they were doing it. You know, Gibbs, I think, is on to something. I think you're gonna see some copycats here soon. Yeah.
1: They've been practicing that for months, yeah, trying to perfect it. So.
3: Well,
0: and then you know, foiled by tape. You know, <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, oh, yeah, 200, and then 200, 200 laps. Absolute later.
3: worst, yeah. call. I mean, if you miss the call, you miss the call. You can't call it 200 laps you and know. multiple pit stops later.
1: Well, I, I mean.
0: True, do you want to just go to black flag? Jacker, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. We, can we all black flag? No. <laughs> yeah, big black, flag Ding. for me.
1: <laughs> I think we can do a universal black flag to NASCAR uh, this week for that because, yes, you, you don't penalize a team 200 laps after they made the, the, made the, the penalty. But if you don't know what we're talking for about, a basically, a teeny tiny piece, piece of, of tape, tape. that with is not an advantage, it's not going to be an advantage with the new, uh, with the new next gen car. The, the new rule package and the new rule states that you cannot put tape on the grill opening anymore. They used to be able to do that last year, but now they can't. And so they had brought Kyle Busch's car down, pit road, and were trying to put brake duct tape right. on to keep, I guess, to cool the brakes down or heat the brakes up or whatever. And they missed the hole where the tape was supposed to go and ended up so putting nice. it on the grill, um, which is obviously a an NASCAR no-no. And uh, 200 laps later, they finally realized that it was in the wrong spot um, and uh, flagging for it. And it ultimately ended his day.
2: Right, and the explanation that NASCAR gave is they were trying to verify that it was not debris and that it was intentionally put it there. Was and it was
3: lime just green. What it piece of debris 200, is lime green? Two hundred laps to verify, then you have a problem, and you need to figure out how to verify. It looked like a melted M
1: and M.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you couldn't tell that was tape, yeah. I mean, NASCAR is just completely blowing it this year in the in the operations category. Mm. That completely blowing it. That the people they've got directing in race control in in these series this year are just awful. Yeah, simple as that. It's, you know, and it's and, embarrassing.
3: And good for Kyle to be able to come back to a top 10, but obviously, I mean, he would have been in it in the race. He would have been in the top one, 5, so yeah.
0: At least. Yeah, I don't know if he could have won, but he definitely had the top 5
3: card. Needless to say nobody uh, went to him for comment post-race because <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten <laughs>
0: anything. Well, you well, might have gotten something. You might
3: have gotten,
9: yeah. Maybe I like, don't think probably wouldn't have been able to use <laughs> it. Since I, none of that footage would have been usable. Beep, beep, um, beep,
5: been, beep, 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 yeah. beep. It would have sounded like Morse code by the time
1: you decoded what he had to say. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I guess we can go ahead and do black flag, oh, checker gosh. flag. I think black flag was pretty unanimous. NASCAR missed that call completely. So I guess we can just throw out some checker flags. Don't start um, with me. So I I I'll to with Tom and then go to you so you get uh, like 30 seconds more than you have. To. Okay.
0: Okay. So um I mean, yeah, you can do I mean, a, you
1: can do a black flag if
0: you want to, but I think we're all unanimous on well, that. No, I you know, black flag for me is exactly what I brought up. So we'll we'll leave that where it is. Um, checkered flag for me, I'm going to say Anthony Alfredo. I mean, I just that young man running for our motorsports and really the the whole team there is is rising. Um, But Anthony has just been just doing so well over the course of this season. And I think he's been outperforming the expectations about every week. Um, So I'm going to give Anthony my checkered flag for the week. And I think uh, we go to Martinsville. And if he can just qualify halfway decently, it could be interesting because they seem to be able to strategize pretty well. So this might be a track where Anthony has a shot to run well inside the top 10.
3: All right, my checker flag uh, goes to Joe Gibbs Racing as a whole, putting the race together. Um, every one of their cars led laps. Uh, it was the Toyota Owners 400, and they showed <laughs> to be good Toyota owners, and each of them rebounded to finish in the top 10, I think, for the first C- first time this year. So, go ahead. Uh, my black
2: flag was going to be the whole tape debacle with Kyle Busch, but all and said, also... Throw a black flag on NASCAR. we still not telling us what Brad Kozlowski's yes. team did wrong. We Which will, that will be
3: heard Thursday.
2: Yes, we will yeah. have the appeal this Thursday, and hopefully more light comes to this issue as to what infraction exactly was made with the six car. But still, a penalty that big, I think we all deserve to know what exactly they were doing to cheat up their car. And for my checker flag, I'll give it to Parker Retzloff. Only his second ever Xfinity Series start iRacing veteran, and he puts it in the top 10 with an underfunded car with Ryan Seac Racing.
1: I feel like we should just give a whole box of black flags to NASCAR. Just, <laughs> sa- just save these for later, because you're probably going to need them at some point in time this year. So just, yeah. just keep them stock. Possible. I still know what's going on. One after like, another the people after that are another. Just running yeah. the series are just so, tired. Every weekend, we got something else to talk about. Yeah. My, my checker flag is going to go to RFK, because they've had a dismal season. Um, Brad Keslowski hasn't been doing good uh, Chris Busher didn't do good but they finished in the top 15 top 20? top 15? Top, top 15? yeah, yep. I was yeah say. top 15, 15. Um, this, this ran week, in the so, top 10 yeah, a lot of the rest so race. Um, I, the, the things may finally be starting to turn around over there for, the, for that organization and uh, that's good to see
2: it was also awesome to see both violet defense cars running near each other basically
0: Start the whole it, race and they started side unless by side unless you were one of their spotters right yeah, yeah, yeah. but still, yeah. I love purple Gosh. on race cars I didn't cool think you tournament. weren't having any that fun at all that would suck yeah like Gosh. can
1: you pit or you know let him go by or something I need to see my car in my Put, car like
0: a big yellow stripe outside. Out in one outside. Of them so can Oh wait
1: tell. that's not you yeah. <laughs> clear clear inside inside <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what, which one are you again? What number are you? Yeah, I don't know. I think
3: they'd change the roof number to like neon orange. On one well, it's of them. funny because I noticed that the 17 this weekend did not have the usual chrome numbers. And I'm assuming that could have been like, you know, if you see the number shining, it's Brad. If you don't, <laughs> yeah, it's not Chris. nearly enough differentiation. Not enough though, at right? all. No. Especially
1: when you're standing that far away and looking at exactly. all those cars
3: in the track. You should flop it, put the purple and the inverse you know yeah
1: anyway. something like that yeah but that, that that is a cool paint scheme though for sure mm-hmm. um all right so we're gonna step aside uh, take a break a uh, couple of short segments coming up then we're gonna do fantasy nascar and uh, we'll get to the f1 stuff as well and uh, talk about the hall of fame because that's coming up too right after this
4: Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed. Ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on weight to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444.
11: This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat?
6: Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
11: I'm Matt Benedetto, the brutally honest NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pack.
3: <laughs> Is that your new favorite one now? No, but I, I did not. I mean, I totally, it just popped into my head. I guess my brain's so used to our, seg- our re-entries that, I, I don't know, it popped in my head right before this one.
1: Next time he's in this, one of these days we're going to get him to come in the studio yes. and and do the show with us live. I'm gonna I'm gonna get him to come like bring us back from commercial with that exact saying. Like it's been <laughs> yeah. it's been like you know ten years or whatever since you've done it, so now you can do it. Uh, you know, do as, it live, do it live, yeah, you know, live for us in person. And welcome back to the show. Uh, we'll do Finis and Escar here in a little bit. Uh, one of the, the things that I mentioned about um, the Expendables series, I forgot to mention over the weekend. Uh, um, Kelly Earnhardt was talking about uh, JRM's potential to go in, get into the Cup Series. Um, Saying that uh, it's not a closed door, like they're still looking into it. They really would like to go cup racing. They're just looking for the right opportunity to do it. Um, So, what do you guys think? I mean, would you? Would you? uh, Obviously, we would all welcome uh, JRM into the uh, NASCAR fold, but that would make it for a very, very interesting time uh, to have another new team, uh, which would obviously be a top tier team in the sport.
2: It would be, and I think really the only hurdle JRM would have to clear to make become a competitive cup effort is getting a charter, which Dale Jr. has said. Throughout the past year on his podcast, he doesn't want to pay $7, $10, 13000000 million for a charter, but but with the whole group of people they have over there, they can absolutely field a competitive cup effort. I'd love to see Allgaier get a great
3: shot in the cup series with Brandt on board, obviously. Well,
1: Samir just won $100,000, so they can take that money away from him. <laughs> yeah. and they're $100,000 closer. <laughs> Into the bank
3: yeah, I mean, look, when Kelly says something, I pay attention to it because she's really... She's the one that's writing the, the checks. She, she right, is the there. boss. Yeah. So. Seeing Kelly talk more about a cup, opportunity. Dale gets a lot of those questions and he usually dodges them. Um, but seeing Kelly kind of comment about it is really, it's really optimistic
0: for for that whole. Well, game. Dale doesn't dodge them. Dale well, just, J- Dale is actually quite honest. The, He's the right. one that says, "Look, we we would love to do it, but gosh, I I love that it's thirteen million for a charter, but I don't want to spend that." You know, it's like, by Dodge, so, I mean
3: he gets it. He gets asked it so much that he's kind of just like,
0: well, yeah, maybe. maybe he was not, waiting. He know. was waiting on on Kelly to give the right answer.
1: Is what mm-hmm. And I waiting. wouldn't
0: uh, move Justin Allgaier if I had the drivers mm-hmm. that they have. I'd move Noah Gregson yep. up to cup yep. is what I would do yeah, because I, that would allow them to keep him because he's somebody going to get Cowan. him. Yeah, yes. somebody going to get him in the next year or two. No, so. That's
1: very true. All right, we're going to step aside, take another break. We'll have more of the inside pass right after this. Stick with us. We will be right back.
8: You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You
4: own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need for For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun go fast and really learn how to drive call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details that's 304-725-8444 friday at the track at summit point motorsports park the Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Michael
2: Annette. you're not making it work on the outside, make sure
4: you listen to the inside pad.
1: Welcome back to the Inside Pass. So we'll get back to talking about NASCAR in a minute because we're going to do fantasy and NASCAR during the next long segment. But uh, a little piece of news came out this week that I got excited about because we're going to get the first new World of Outlaws video game in 20 years. Um, iRacing is working with uh, the folks at the World of Outlaws to come up with a, a new, a brand new game that will be a PlayStation, Xbox, like a console game. Um, iRacing's first ever actual video game that's not uh, simulation racing, but... I, for one, am excited because I played the World of Outlaws sprint car racing game Mm -hmm. unanimously when I was growing up.
2: So, love to see it. I love racing games being brought into the mainstream, and World of Outlaws is something that could definitely have some more marketing effort in the video game sphere, and I'm all for it. Especially
1: with the technology we have now. Uh, You know, since 20 20 years of video game technology and and iRacing Mm -hmm. being the the best simulation in the world, I mean, those graphics, if nothing else, is going to be pristine.
0: There is also a new racing board game that's. Oh yes, ready to come we, they follow out. us really? on
1: Twitter. They're going to be on the show when the game when the
0: game um, comes out. Really? Yes, I have I been talking it. to. Them. <laughs> I have. I, love board games. I have an advanced copy nice. oh. of the game. Have not played it yet, but I have an advanced copy. Should brought it. So we could have played it. While we yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'll that's play. what we want. We'll do a live. We'll do the whole show. Like br- <laughs> talking about, we'll announce the, <laughs> so bo- now the oh, our game. Tom yeah, moves there. His piece Tom probably to
1: remembers left. you. You guys may not, but there used to be a Daytona five hundred board game. Like years. And years I had. Ago. It, I, I had seen pictures of it. Um, checkered yeah. checkered little little colored, little colored little uh, yep. colored cars. I used to play that game. This is kind of similar. Yeah, I've seen it. They follow us on Twitter.
0: Yeah, uh, awesome. Craig Tozer is the gentleman mm-hmm. that I've been in contact with. They're from with, Canada, they, eh? They say, yes, they're from Canada. Look. And uh, it's going to be fun when it comes yeah. out. If yeah. any, it's nice. it's it's cool awesome. game.
3: if any video game can make it similar to that, I, I just tried for the first time. I just tried that new or that F one game mm-hmm. recently, and that was so much. I got distracted though. Coda's putting in an amusement park, and there's this one racetrack with an amusement park, and I got distracted <laughs> by the roller coaster <laughs> slamming right into the fence. But Somehow not still, <laughs> by that. that was really cool. Like that was, I mean, th- those that game is so cool.
2: Does so if imagine, they can make it similar to that, Just imagine that game but with NASCAR? It'd be yeah, amazing to see.
1: Yeah, we won't talk about the NASCAR video games. Yeah. he'd still he'd be distracted fast. because <laughs> he'd see Pitbull, and then that. Oh yeah, I've always right been a. Oh, I've always be been bad. a fan of Gran Turismo. That was always my favorite. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah it was, my that's favorite. fun. Yeah, yeah it was there's fun. a new one of those too. All right, we're gonna step aside, take a break. We will do fantasy NASCAR on the other side of this break. Be back, back.
4: You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. That's 302-827-2054. Louis Meineke Car Care Center, rev up your career.
7: I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside
1: Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. If you missed any part of our show, you can catch it uh, on your favorite podcasting websites, uh, usually around Wednesday. Um, Just go to uh, whichever place you uh, stream your favorite uh, shows and uh, look for the Inside Pass on there. Um, Noah's favorite part is getting Alexa to play it for you.
3: Yeah, did you guys (laughs) see that? That was cool, right? (laughs) I went home for the because I I live so close to home, so I went and visited, and my mom has it written down right over by her reminder for Alexa to (laughs) to play the recent episode. So
0: nice. It's good your mom's a fan. She is. She loves and, it. Does she listen even when you're not on the show?
3: She does. Okay, she, good. She, she's an avid listener. She likes to see what, cool. what's Me Because she knows when I'm not on the show, then the that first segment about will be you? spent yeah. talking yeah. about <laughs> how I'm not on the show. So <laughs> and she, she wants exact. to join us in laughing yes, at you? absolutely. Yes. Okay. She's yes. concerned over us talking she'll, about him
2: getting fired from producing. She'll text me and she'll say, <laughs>
3: what did you do? Or what happened here? Or did you hear this? I agree with them. And I'm like, wow, thanks, mom. <laughs> you should see the yeah. notebook of jokes that she has now from listening to our show. Yeah. I got, oh, I gotta remember that. Yep, one. I'm gonna write that exactly. right And she tells everybody. That's why she keeps it right there by her Alexa, because she'll call her friends and be like, "Did you know you can hear Noah?" And if you just anyway, so gotta love moms. We're
1: gonna put it on the <laughs> payroll now. All right. So yeah. uh, fantasy NASCAR <laughs> this week. We were at uh, Richmond this past week. Two uh, two races, Xfinity and Cup. Uh, Noah's depressed because he didn't do so great with the uh, Cup race, although he picked John Hunter Nemechek and got yeah. like a lot of points. So I don't know why it's always the
3: Cup race.
1: Well, you're the one that picks the picks people. Uh, so mm-hmm. Nick Group picked uh, Justin Allgaier and uh, Daniel Suarez, so middle of the pack finished for him, 26 and 21 points respectively. Um, I had Noah Gregson and uh, Alex Bowman, middle of the pack for me too, 25 and 29 respectively. Noah picked John Hunter Nemechek and uh, Joey Logano, so kudo points for uh, Nemechek, but not so much for uh, Joey Logano, although he did. He get was a doing 12-10. all right at first. Um, then Peter picked uh, Josh Berry and uh, Kurt Busch, so uh, oh. he basically got points for one driver. Yeah. Um, t- all two for Kurt because of uh, some issues that he had mechanical issues on the. Uh, yeah, the he race.
2: ended up finishing a hundred something laps down. Right. Which, my heart sank once I saw that forty-five stop on the backstretch. I was like, giddy.
1: That is a spot you don't want to be in. Uh, Tom picked uh, Ty Gibbs, who of course won the Xfinity Series race, uh, and uh, Kyle Larson, who ended up with a top, uh, top five finish uh, in the uh, Cup Series race on uh, Sunday. So we go to Martinsville this week, all three uh, series back in action as the, the trucks will be with us at to Martinsville Thursday, Thursday night for the trucks, Friday night for mm-hmm. Xfinity, Saturday night for the Cup Series race. Uh, so I'm I need points desperately here because yes, I, I keep do. falling I feel, for the
3: bind. Look, Randy, I feel bad every weekend for you. I feel worse than I feel for myself because no, I'm you like, don't Stop I do? Lying. Because I'm like, I'm the worst <laughs> luck. I have the worst luck, and here I am in second, and I'm like, Randy's like almost 100 points back at this point. Push your nose back in. Um. Anyway, so um,
1: <laughs> I'm I I don't feel so bad because last year I, I felt like I I did like a lot of really good picks, so.
0: I I, I I dominated lines of the year, I, I,
1: I dominated a lot of the a really lot of the season good. last year, so I feel like I'm okay this year because as long as I make the playoffs, I'm okay. Uh, so my picks, I, I'm taking uh, Kyle Busch for the trucks um, because oh gosh, I need points. In that race? Um, he is, yes, he is. Um, and Kyle Busch in the Cubs more? Series race, but in Xfinity, I'm taking Ryan Truex because he's in the 18, and this is his second start, and he did really well last time out in the 18 car. So. Um, he's going to be my super pick. Okay, way. now wait a minute. Say Ky- those again. Kyle Bush for Trucks. Okay. Ryan Truex for Xfinity. Kyle Bush for Cup.
3: Oh, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. All right. So, so KB wins is- twice. KB wins twice. Yes. Um okay. All right. Um, Pita. Next.
2: I was going to take Kyle Busch for Trucks, but obviously That's I can't. Now, I was hoping you wouldn't notice him on the end. Oh, list. no, I filled it up. I, I did my research. All right, so for Trucks, I'll he's take— He's
0: sponsoring him for this week just so he I thinks know. he can get a cheap win. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back a
2: bag, a, buy
1: a bag full of M&Ms.
2: All right, so for Trucks, I will take Ben Rhodes. He finished top five here in the fall, and he was being conservative, not trying to get in anyone's way. And if he's conservatively in the top five, then I like him being not conservative this time. Um Xfinity, I will go some guy named Dale Jr., the Dang fan it, favorite. I, do that. I think he'll get at least a top ten here and just for being You a pick fan. him to win
0: and then say I think he'll get at least a top ten. He's I think he, he he's, is not confident. He's good in this, for at least a top
2: ten and just Eight-year-old me is happy to be picking Dale Jr. Peter's in 2022. Trying, I keep forgetting Dale Jr.'s in this race. Peter's
1: just trying not to fall behind uh, Nick. That's that's basically what he's trying yeah. <laughs> exactly, to do. Exactly, Stay afloat. Yeah.
2: That's pretty much what he's trying to do. So please, Dale Jr., get at least cup. top 10. And then for cup, I will go Martin Truex. Uh,
1: MTJ. All right,
3: Noah. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, wait. What did I have for? <laughs> I'm not ready. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> For trucks, who, wait, what were the truck pictures? It's because your so nose far? got in the way. Roads. Rhodes. Kyle and Rhodes. All right, for trucks, let's go with one Mr. Most Recent Truck Series Martinsville winner, Zane Smith. Yes, Chris, you can be proud of me this weekend. Um, <laughs> not when he <laughs> finishes 15th, he won. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh,
0: anyway, well, sorry, sorry in
3: advance. And I'm not going to go with the JRM teammate that I was going to go with, uh, which was Dale Jr. I'm going to go with one that's really good at Martinsville and won there last year in the first race, Mr. Joshua Berry. Uh, let's go Josh Berry for Xfinity. And then for the Cup Series race, goodness me, oh, my. Uh, good. Mm. Uh, let's go with Martin Trux Jr. to make it Martin. Uh, I picked QX. Oh, did you really? Whoops, yeah. sorry.
0: I hit the wrong thing. Yeah. Can't pick Truex because no. it's already been picked.
3: All All right, all right, all right. Well, Can't let's... pick Kyle either. No Larson. Kyle Bush or Larson? Bush. That Bush? would be Bush. Where were you at? I was reading these informations about different he, drivers. He, he
0: wasn't paying attention. I'm he trying was to looking be... at Dallas Cowboy news. Well, his nose got in the way
3: again. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's go. Let's go with the guy that won this weekend, Denny Hamlin. Oh god, I don't know about that. Let's go with Denny Hamlin. No, 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 no wait. Change. <gasps> no, wait, yeah. No, no, no. That's
0: good. That's good. Denny Hamlin. Wow. Sorry. Okay. Ooh, my brain is a mess. It took you five minutes to get there. All right. Well, I was going to pick Zane for trucks, but since Noah did, I'm going to go ahead and finally pick John Hunter to win his first one. Um, Xfinity, Noah Gregson, because he's good there, and nobody else picked him, which I can't believe. And Cup Series, I am going to go with the 24 car of Mr. William Byron. That was my second pick.
1: You know, Nick's probably looking at us like, oh, well, you didn't pick this person, and then that person's going to win, and it's going to be all for nothing. Well, that should so. be the,
3: 24 we, Larson Larson the 24.
1: we did leave Larson on the board. We on the board. That's true. Well,
0: you know, it's just, I mean, with a Hendrick team, it's take mm-hmm. your pick. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, Elliott is really good there. But, again, brand-new race car. Who knows? Yeah. You know, it's just all different. But Byron's been good enough. I'm going with him. But we say that week
1: after week. That's what makes this, this season so exciting and Fantasy NASCAR so exciting, because it's not like years past where you have – you know, a, a, a team of, you know, five guys that can win a race. You've got 35 guys in, in each race that's capable of winning a race. And we used to
0: matter picking the right one at the right time. And well, see, you didn't you didn't give the actual stand. No, I did not. I, I so skipped. I'll do but, it for you because I'm leading 543 to Noah's 495. Peter at 458, Nick at 451 and Randy at 390. He is in serious Gosh, danger of going a yeah, lap Randy. down. You get it. I, I am. uh I'm behind the wall at this point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Get back Can't on track. back there right.
2: with Kurt Busch. Yeah.
0: Randy needs
1: a triple. That's what he needs. I, I, f- I picked the right people, it's not on the right week. What's yeah.
3: interesting <laughs> about our picks, though, and how we're talking about how like we just don't know until we see it, is I don't even think the second time we come back around to these tracks is going to be much easier. I mean, we'll have no, some. some I don't either. Bit of a, but I I think by the time we get back to these tracks a second time, everything's going to be different again. Well, here's the Especially thing. at
2: Martinsville, because think of this being the second-to-last race for every series yeah. in the playoffs. Well, that's a good point.
0: Now, the truck series, I think right now you're you're seeing a pattern, yeah. right? Yeah. Zane is clearly the top truck Um, the, the, the Bush trucks are right behind him, you know, and then you've got some others that can run up there, obviously, but for the most part, it's been Zane Smith, but Xfinity and cup Mm -hmm. this year, it is just parody galore. And we thought in the cup series that may happen, especially the first half of the season. But I think it's going to be, this is the norm, I think for the entire year, at least.
1: Yeah. What? Again, I mean, we talk about it week after week, though. I mean, the new car, we didn't know what the new car was going to do. Um, and now we're working on a seventh different winner. Um, so it's so hard. Eighth, to, right? or, Yeah, eighth different eighth winner. winner. Um, so we get bonus points if we can pick all three correctly on the same weekend. But that's super hard to huh. do because we're working
3: on exactly. different. I mean, this is the eighth
1: eighth race. In the Cup series, and we've had a different winner every single week so far.
3: So Boy and 20 minutes I mean, of practice don't tell you much either. So right, it's hard exactly. to even tell on Saturday. And well. then none
1: of the notes, I mean, you can't go back and look at statistics from years past because this is a whole different car. So right. none, of, none of
0: those notes transition to this car anymore. Um and so it's just a matter of Here's the other thing you know. though. We've had a brand new racetrack with Atlanta. So, you know, there right there there is another wild card, right? We're going to dirt next week after Martinsville. Mm-hmm. And we, who the heck knows how these cup cars are going to run on Mm. a dirt track, right? So you you're going to have three races in this first bunch that have basically been pretty much anomalies because you got to count Daytona as the first one. So (laughs) so like you know it's I think this has been a lot of fun to watch. And I think
3: and and even more to on that on that point. Oh, sorry, we'll get to it later. (laughs) (laughs) Just next second. We'll be right (laughs) back. (laughs) After this.
4: Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed. Ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents. Vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444
5: Check out their entire inventory online at VictorCustomTrailers.com.
2: Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for Rad, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. Oh, boy,
3: yeah. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So
2: please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends
9: drive drunk.
6: A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council.
2: Hey, this is Jeff Burton,
1: and you're listening to the Inside Path. Right, let's check back in with our correspondent and see if the hamster has cut up to the wheel. What? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm standing down here. It's cowboy's hat he's wearing,
3: because it just got, cuts he's off the on circulation to his brain. I'm down here in the parking lot. Do you guys got me? No. Uh, anyway, so what was I going to say? <laughs> The hamster's not running. No, okay, I, think I remember. The hamster has died. So, so no, we were talking about the, these new cars and how different it's made racing. And, um, and I I think back to this weekend too, where Denny Hamlin's crew chief was talking about Denny going into Martinsville, and how good he usually is, and all these different you know facets of car. And he's like, but this is you know this is so different that I think this may be Denny's toughest track so far this year. Because he's got so much muscle memory and ways of doing things in the past at Martinsville with these older cars that it's going to be tough to break those old habits when he gets you know, to feel these new brakes and, and different things like that. So I'm really interested to see the good drivers that are known for being really good at Martinsville and if they struggle because you think they'll catch on quick, but it, it'll be interesting to see if they struggle early.
2: Kinda of related to that, Chris Gavehart also said that he learned a lot about Richmond from a test a good year tire test he did at Darlington, which he took he initially took their Phoenix setup to, but then completely, radically changed it throughout the course of the day, and he was learning about stuff for Richmond at Darlington, which are about two of the most widely different tracks you could imagine. This car's crazy. That is right.
1: All right, well, let's talk about the Hall of Fame uh, nominees because they came out uh, this this past week. Uh, we got three new nominees on the docket, so we'll just go over all of them uh, because they're all kind of unique in their own right. Um, so there will be 15 nominees for the Hall of Fame class of 2023. Uh, of course, we will only have four that will go in. Uh, three. Because, or three, yeah, three that go in. Um, among the new, uh, new entries, Matt Kenseth, the tw- 2003 uh, NASCAR Cup Series champion, And Tim Brewer, the uh, two-time Cup Series champion crew chief, will join the Modern Era ballot for the first time. A.J. Foyt, seven-time Cup winner, will be added to the Pioneer ballot, along with Sam Ard, um, who is a nominee for the class of 2020. Um, It's the second nomination class under the redesigned format. Ten nominees will appear on the Modern Era ballot, five on the Pioneer, um, which is designed to honor those whose careers began more than 60 years ago, two Modern Era candidates, and one Pioneer will be what gets elected. Um, and then uh, Lisa France-Kennedy joins the landmark award ballot, um, which is an award given for outstanding contributions to the sport. Um, and so the winners will be announced uh, right before. It was the Coca-Cola 600 weekend, right? It's yes. May 4th, which oh, they're is doing the voting day. Oh, okay. Ah, gotcha. Uh, so those are, the, those are the new guys on the list. Um, joining them is the, I guess, former nominees, uh, Neil Bonnet, uh, Jeff Burton, Carl Edwards, Harry Gant, Harry Hyde, uh, Larry Phillips, Ricky Rudd, and uh, Kirk Shomardine all uh, on the list of modern-era nominees. Um, obviously, Matt Kenseth deserves to, to have the accolade of being uh, on the nomination ballot. Don't know if he's a first-round um, guaranteed Hall of Famer on the first first ballot. I feel like there's other guys on the list that probably deserve the accolade m- before he does, but uh, good to see him on the ballot.
2: Absolutely, and it's good to see that the voting committee did not take into account his limited starts in 2018 and 2020 as prohibiting him from being on this year's list because he did technically retire after the 2017 season so it's good to see him on the l- list for the class of 2023 and i do think he will get in based on 39 cup wins which you do? is i do first time yeah because of 39 cup wins and a cup series championship i think that holds more water for him
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess we come back to my yearly complaint about the (laughs) Hall of Fame is they don't put enough people in because I don't believe I think Harry Gant deserves to be in before Matt Kenseth. I think there are a number of drivers that Randy mentioned that deserve to be in before Matt Kenseth. Um, And it's not because I don't think Matt deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. It's because I think that, you know, a Hall of Fame really should represent the history of the sport. And there aren't nearly enough of the pioneers in yet, in my opinion. And, and. You know, I I guess you consider Harry Gann a modern era driver, even though, uh, you know, gosh, when when did he run his last race? Like 1985 or 88 or 90? I mean, um, I just think... uh, I think you got to get Harry in there, and I think there are a couple of the other guys that should go in there before Matt
1: does. Well, I almost but... feel like they should do more of the pioneer and less of the modern era, as opposed to
2: yeah, you know, exactly. I do, I do too. I think they should take two from the modern era and then two from the pioneer. That way, it's even. Now, how two does and two. Kirk
0: Shelmerdine fit into this? Because he's a crew chief, he's not a driver. So does he get lumped in with modern era? Yeah. Yes, modern Kirk era. is yeah. on the modern era. That's dumb. <laughs> Because crew chiefs and mechanics should be an entirely separate piece of the ballot. Why Why is NASCAR yeah, so cheap it is, when it comes to only putting in three people yeah. a year?
3: Because you're going to continue to – I mean, I think, I think Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss are eligible next year. Correct. So you're going to continue to keep putting in these I mean, modern guys that are at the top of everybody's right. mind. and screwing, and the, screwing the guys the that, guys built that are gonna the sport for right. them. I agree with you. I think that we should prioritize these – You know, the guys that have – modern era quote unquote but uh, is much older modern era than than where we're at now right the five nominees for the one pioneer ballot slot are sam ard
2: aj Floyd, banjo matthews Herschel mcgriff and ralph moody
0: okay so um with all due respect to aj for winning daytona Mm -hmm.
11: okay yeah I,
0: i mean and bless him i think you know he's a motorsports mount rushmore candidate right but um I would put at least three of those other guys before AJ in no, the NASCAR Hall of Fame because he just didn't run a ton of NASCAR and he didn't really finish all that well most of that's the time because right, yes. he didn't have great teams. <laughs> I, he, mean, I mean, he just didn't. I mean, he, he just, uh, his team was not a full time team for most of that. I
1: don't know. I feel like since this is such a late, like NASCAR was one of the last modern era sports to even establish a Hall of Fame, uh, much less anything else. I feel like they should have started out by just lumping a whole bunch of people into one Pioneers, group. Say, Let's, exactly. You know, we got to make up for the last 50 years of not doing right. this and get all these people in that should Correct. have been in first and then start working there's on the modern no,
0: There's no written rule other than their own that says how many people you can put in this thing. That's right. And you would have a lot more fans going to the Hall of Fame if you have more of the
1: older stuff in it. Mm-hmm. We should get Winston Kelly on the show and just make him, just set, make him sit in the chair and tell us why it's three. <laughs> Wrap well, it, it him down. Winston, right, <laughs>
0: Winston does not make those decisions. I know. Yeah. Those decisions person. are made in Daytona. They're not made in Charlotte. Yeah. Well, All can...
3: interesting points. I, I agree. I mean it's just it is tough to see. You know, and a lot of guys that are on the modern era ballot, uh, that are gonna be pushed to the side, you know, maybe <laughs> It's unfortunate to think that if their time, if their tickets ever pulled, you know, to to come into the Hall of Fame, they may not be here to even. That's been my
0: proceed. point. That happened all with along. Robert Gates, Buddy, right. Baker. Buddy Baker. Yeah, so, that's been my point all along. Is is this should not be a posthumous? There's no reason it has to be. You know, yeah. just get these guys and in. Now there. they've even
3: shortened the class, right? Because a few years ago we had even it was, more
0: guys. It going was five, yeah. and yeah, they shortened the class, it to so. three. A couple but, years ago. They need to. Exactly.
2: Five is fine. Five is a perfect number. Six
0: would be fine. It's, just, it's <laughs> however many you want, right?
2: While we're on this topic, there are two names that absolutely should be on this list that aren't. And I'm talking about Tim Richmond and, of course, Smokey Eunick would both be—
0: I'll add a third, Jeff Bodine. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All
2: three would be more than worthy but of the Hall of Fame. I will
0: tell you this. I don't know about Richmond, um, though I would guess uh, the same with him as the other two. Smokey Eunick and Jeff Bodine will never be in the Hall of Fame. Because they just they they made too many of the wrong people mad. Absolutely true for smoking. Never happened. And Jeff, you know, the whole boat Andrew, and heart thing, that you made too many people mad. And Jeff needs to be in there. Jeff brought power steering and a lot of other innovation into the sport. Um, and we'll get no credit for it because, you know, so that is true. It's
1: what it is. But and I feel like it's gonna get worse because, like Noah said, next year you'll have Check and Allison and Jimmy yeah. Johnson who are and both you know they're, they're both they're both gonna, they're gonna, gonna first, get in on the first probably and, first ballot. Yeah. You know, again, I'm they not both saying kind they should. Seven rings,
2: so yeah,
0: they should get in. when there's only three availabilities, you know, it's just uh, I don't know. I I'm just I don't think NASCAR does the Hall of Fame very well, and I think you know they they you know people know that it's not making a ton of money, and that's really be I think it's because there's not enough history in there. And there's not enough short track NASCAR in there. Mm-hmm. They need more modified guys in there.
1: So the Landmark Award, uh, the nominees for the Landmark Award are uh, Janet Guthrie, uh, Alvin Hawkins, Mike Helton, uh, Lisa Franz Kennedy and uh, Dr. Joseph Mattioli. So those are the five uh, Landmark Awards, which as we mentioned is the award that's uh, designed for people who have really made a lot of contributions toward uh, toward the sport um,
0: and its history uh, going forward. So um, Here again, you've got Mike Helton obviously okay. deserves yeah, right absolutely. to be yep. Lisa Franz Kennedy, obviously, but Janet Guthrie, man, mm-hmm. Janet Guthrie she broke paved barriers the way yes yeah, she did, and there she did not do
2: or it without her right,
0: and what? she marketed herself as a race car driver, not as not a female race car driver, and a lot of these other women that are trying to come up through should take notice of the way she did it. And brand themselves accordingly because she did it the right way. Absolutely. And
2: Doc Mattioli, of course, is yes. more than worthy yes. of the Landmark Award, too, for everything he did starting Pocono Raceway and having Correct. that track be I mean, in the 50s. We complained about racing years. there, <laughs> but it's, it,
0: I mean, that track's been around forever. You know, and they're great people. The Mattioli family are great people.
3: That landmark award is a little bit tricky. Get it? Triangle, tricky.
2: Triangle.
0: Yeah, anyway, but here and kidding. here again, why couldn't you have multiple people? Right. Yes. Why do you all have right. to have only one?
2: Yeah, this may be the you hardest know. of the Hall of Fame decisions because all of them are worthy of the award. See, I would have award. argued that
0: Janet Guthrie should have gone in in one of the first classes because she broke barriers without right. really trying to break barriers.
3: Let's put them all in.
0: <laughs> well, I mean,
1: for me, when I look at a Hall of Fame, I'm thinking, who among the people on that list, you know, if I was a voter of this list, mm-hmm. I would vote for the person that made the most contributions to the sport, because that's what the that's what the Hall of Fame is designed to do. Is, Fans will vote for
0: Janet, right? Well, right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. Absolutely. I mean,
1: you know, But if you look at each category, who among that list is the most influential person of their time in helping to grow the sport of NASCAR? Establish more well, NASCAR. Mike certainly would be right. I mean, he was he was but, NASCAR president during the most troubling time of the sport but when again, we lost Dale Earnhardt.
0: You know, Janet. You know, right? Uh, exactly.
1: But like, how are we going to get her in there? Where none of us you are know? voters. So there you go. All yeah. right, so we're going to step aside, uh, take a break. The F1 world is uh, coming up next. Uh, if you miss this huge announcement, we will have it for you on the other side of the break. Um, brace yourself. It's going to be a doozy. We'll be back with more NASCAR Pass right after this.
11: For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. This is Justin Lop,
8: and you're listening to The Best Guys on the Radio, The Inside Pack.
1: Welcome back to the Inside Pass. And uh, so F1, if you missed this announcement that they made, uh, when last week we talked about they were going to make this huge announcement this week um, in regards to uh, racing in Las Vegas starting in 2023. Um, the announcement was made, and, man, did they deliver a uh, just a mind-blowing type of announcement. Not only are they going to race in Las Vegas starting in 2023, but they were going to race the Las Vegas Strip, of course, but they're going to race on a Saturday night. It'll be a night race uh, for the F1 guys. I just picture this in my head, and i it just gets me so excited. That's going to be the coolest race I think I've ever seen.
0: I ah. I'm just picturing all those business cards that are all over the ground on the strip. You know, the call girl cards. Air I'm picturing quotes, all yeah, cards. all those, yeah, air quotes. It's a Saturday all night, those too. Business, yeah, I'm picturing, you know, all of that, all of those like floating Shoot. around in the air like confetti.
1: Business is about to pick up on the Las Vegas Strip. Oh, yeah. Oh
0: um, you know, they, they, they'll need to take a night off, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, no, it's, a it, look, I mean, three races now in the U.S. I think F1 oh. is... Making a statement here, Peter, that says, look, we recognize the American market is valuable. And after way too many years of barely paying attention to it, we're going to, you know, put both feet into it and... Uh to be interesting now, three races a year at least, and I can't believe we won't have at least one more in the next year or two.
2: Absolutely, and not just three races, but one race on the east coast, one kind of in the Midwest in Austin, Texas, and one now kind of on the west yeah, coast. That's a good in point.
0: Vegas. yeah. I mean, the, the upper Midwest is where I was thinking we would have at least one race soon. I can't believe Roger won't want on it back at Indy, but um, but this is really going to be, I think, a, a very interesting deal, Noah, with it being at night, number one, which is always fun. Um, And number two in Vegas at night with the lights of the casinos and all of that. I mean, I think this is going to take on uh, and I'm not talking about the the track or the but just the sort of, um, you know, the awesome appearance, the aesthetic. It's going to be very Monaco like in a different sort of way. Obviously, it's going to be the lights at night instead of all of the beautiful scenery during the day.
3: I think it can easily become a staple on the on the F1 schedule in terms of one of their biggest events of the year. Um, because, I mean, it's just got that capability. And then you look at the track layout, and that's going to be extremely interesting because you've got this huge back straightaway uh, where they're going to be hitting speeds of, what, like 200-something miles per hour, but it's going to be the mid-200s. And then you got to come down into the sharp... I mean, it's just... Everything about it is going to be very cool-looking and very interesting. Uh, And, I mean, what a better place. No better place than than Las Vegas to kind of bring the party scene and the atmosphere that F1 wants to to their race.
2: It's so cool how they're racing right in front of the Bellagio Fountains. I'm wondering if they'll have the fountain turned off during the race. Then again, (laughs) I'd I'd love to... Picture <laughs> of cars zooming by the fountains going well. They're on, like, going
0: have go. ca- so it's kind of like you know, little cool splash as they go They'll by. Fly you past know, the
2: Eiffel Tower. Just do
0: a little yeah. bit of a slick track in that one spot and see <laughs> how many you know. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, forget the best DRS, drivers. DRS. You got a slick track. You know, know? It's like one one lap on the Las Vegas race is every F one race all year just combined into one lap because it's like <laughs> you go by Paris and you go by you know all these other yeah, places in really. the Las Vegas. Rome, trip. Like we race there at various that. times of the year. Um, but if you, aside from this race, if you were, you know, in charge of F one and and you could pick a a a city or even a track that we have here that F one doesn't race at to race at, where would you where would you go? Like if you wanted to add a fourth race to the United States somewhere mm. uh, that, that's not Indy, oh, obviously because yeah, we, we I mean we cool already stuff. know that Indy is probably high up on the list. Where would you like to see him go? I like sure Tom. Is. I think I know where Tom would pick. I like sure what Tom is. said
2: about the Upper Midwest. Why not in the parking lot of Mall of America?
0: No. <laughs> No. Negative. <laughs> no parking lots. I don't care if it's a quarter midget or a go-kart race. Parking lot racing sucks. No. Uh, can't have a parking lot race. Uh, Watkins Glen. Oh. Watkins Glen. This is an easy choice. Watkins Glen. They race. They used to race there. It's a, it's a fast course. The Northeast market would fall all over this. Um, That's true. And I think, honestly... I don't know who mentioned the geography of, of the three of you a minute ago, but um, that's a really interesting point. So the only the only part of the country missing is the Northeast, and Watkins Glen is sitting there just ripe for an opportunity to bring F one back to that part of the country, and I think it would be amazing. I think they should if
1: they if they're going to run Watkins Glen, they need to run the full course, not the NASCAR course. They need to run the yeah, full sure. complete course. Run the boot. Mm. Is that, that is what they call it? The boot. Yeah, right? the boot. Yeah, the boot. Yeah. All right, what do all
3: from business cards and casinos to newspaper and hot dog wrappers? Take it to New York City, baby.
1: Oh,
0: gosh, no. <laughs> I mean, well, the problem is, is just there's no way to really design a course. A there, disaster. First of but, all, and it would be a disaster. Yes, logistically, as you yes. said, There's just no but way to, to make it happen there. If I Wa-
3: could make it happen, I think that. would Yeah.
0: Really Watkins cool. Glen is the natural place to have it. I, I just don't see another course, at least. Without, you know, again, another street course. And I would like to see it's like enough of these street courses. Let's go to an actual road course in America. Yeah. And I think Watkins Glen is the perfect course to yep. go to.
1: Yeah. I, I thought you would pick like Cleveland or something because we were talking about oh, the that, airport. Andy,
3: yeah. I think IndyCar would be fun. Do you want, you want to see them, to see them on the streets of Chicago,
11: Tom? No. <laughs>
0: No, I don't. head of a NASCAR, let's go. Yeah, yeah, three shots for a dollar. No, I, I'm <laughs> sorry, I don't I don't um I don't see that being I mean a if you're
1: idea. gonna do if you're gonna do big city, <laughs> you know, type of, of racing on the streets, obviously obviously Chicago's not the first city that <laughs> comes to mind. No, um, don't but tell I mean, NASCAR. Like I from Texas, I think Dallas would be a
3: great kind of backdrop for. I thought for about a race. that, but if, I mean, um, we already have Coda, and that's you know. Well, that's true. It's in um, Texas,
1: I, I somebody one of the series ran Dallas a long time ago. It was, one I just was, uh, don't know why we're showing like up on street
0: courses. Make a
3: mock bridge and like race them into AT and T Stadium and then out the other side.
0: Of it. I get that street courses are big social events, but I don't know why, other than that, we do street courses. Like, let's mix it up and actually go to a real racetrack and go to the Glen. Why not run America? Be my um, well that, that would be okay too, but I just think Watkins Glen, because of the layout of the course and because of the part of the country that it's in, um, again, you got the northeast market there with New York, New England, PA, Ohio, you know, you would um you would get draw from here, you know. I mean, I just think that's the perfect spot to put another race. That if they're and gonna.
2: that and F one does have history at Watkins. Glen exactly. Way that's back what in I'm saying.
0: It's a course that that actually um is fit for those types of races because it's they've had all of those the sports cars the F one cars you know Indy obviously was there uh, multiple times um, I just think that, that's where I would go I go to the Glen What about Sonoma
1: Well it, too, it's in California Yeah it's too yeah. close
0: to the too close to Vegas Well I, I know you don't want but, I wouldn't put two races in the same region and and, you, cause you, and here's the thing if you're gonna the other thing I think about is I would rather see them alternate than I would to see, because you get to a point where you become a commodity. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I won't go to this one because I can wait and go to that one. You know, so we don't know what that point is because, you know, but now we're going to have three of them in the country. They ain't cheap dates, by the way. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see what that does, because eventually you're going to split the attendance, you know, for each one, um, because nobody's going to be able to do, or Mm -hmm. not many can do multiples. So... You know, but I I would like to see some alternation, maybe, you know, if you're going to have three, then maybe you do Vegas for a year or two and then go to Watkins Glen for a year or two. You do, you know, or however, Um, you know, I just, but if we were going to do four races, I just, I just think the Glen's the best. Well,
1: Peter, did you, uh, did you get a pick? I don't know if you picked. I did. Things. I said around Mall yeah. of America because I think oh, yeah. that would
2: <laughs> just be a cool idea. Well, just I have d- it in the middle of the bus in the middle of the biggest shopping mall in the world.
1: He, he, did, he did so much research, he was on the computer, literally Google looked like, having Google Maps up, pulling up Mall of America to see how the course would look like if he designed it in his brain. The
0: problem is, is you'd run over somebody's grandma coming out of the mall. <laughs> I mean, I'd just be worried about you know.
1: Well, what's 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 the alternative? I mean, if you go to the Mall of America, you're going to run over somebody's grandma coming out of the mall. <laughs> if when we go to Las Vegas, you're going to run over a drunk somebody. Significant, <laughs> yeah. Somebody significant other with a business card. Somebody so. coming out of the <laughs> Bellagio <laughs> with a
0: like a bucket full of money, and you and they get you know you hit them and and hey, all drivers. the money goes flying. Hey you know. drivers, you want a good time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be fun. I, th- I think Vegas, a, I think it's a neat place to do it. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Again, who knows how the racing is going to be, but these are all designed to be big events that crowds attend anyway. more there's, than they There's are some sponsorship races,
1: opportunities so. there because obviously, you know, business cards flying around in the air. If you, <laughs> yeah. just pay, if you yeah. paid a little bit of extra money, you yeah. could just get a plastic on the side of the F1 car <laughs> mm-hmm. and it would be on TV yeah, at that point. Go. So you'd be the, not the top. A majority of them could afford that. You, but. Oh, I'm sure there's a couple of them that probably could. No, maybe but, um, you'd have to be on the top, the <laughs> echelon of your respective career path. Where
3: have we gone in order to? I'm just,
1: I'm just, look, I'm throwing it out there you know just because i'm sure there's an f1 team somewhere that would love some sponsorship <laughs> opportunities um you may have to get a couple of them together like a m- mini business cards together to create like uh, a sponsorship package deal um but there's enough real the estate on an <laughs> f1 card to have plenty of maybe um, they have an association
3: or something oh my gosh <laughs> there's yeah. enough business businessmen. it's a it's a, <laughs> uh, it's anyway. a partnership it's, anyway man, uh, sponsor the card and Today and you get and, and, never so, mind. Yeah, like, moving on. So <laughs> while we're on the while we're on the West Coast, the
1: Menards West series ran at Irwindale. They so did this day. past good. weekend. Sixteen-year-old yes. uh, Tanner Reef uh, won the race. Um, I don't even remember what I did when I was Rife. sixteen. Rife, Rife, sorry, Rife. Rife. My apologies. Um, okay. He's on the sixteen. He probably can beat me up. Um, but in any event, um, <laughs> he he won the race. I don't even remember what I was doing when I was sixteen. Like that's that's how we that's how far mm. we've come in the world right now. But uh, good job by him.
0: Yeah, I mean, Tanner and his brother, I think it's Tyler, where um, they came out of the, the uh, junior late model class at Madeira. They were graduates of that. And um, so Tanner's been running the entire season so far in the West. So um, interesting that he gets the win out there. He's been close in a couple of other races. So I'm trying to see if um, the other... Um,
1: Cole Moore finished second, Austin Herzog was third, uh, Jake Drew was fourth. Uh, Paul Pedron Jr. was fifth. Chava Huddleston sixth. uh Tukimikoga was seventh. Sebastian Arias was eighth. Todd Susan ninth. And Joey East uh, rounding out the top ten. Joey's been on the show a couple of times uh, yeah, before. Yeah, Joey's so. out
0: of California running for um, Mike Nake, Nate Clower Motorsports in that series. So uh, they uh,
1: are running, uh, t- I think they, the Talladega race is next because they're, they're doing a combined race, I think, um, with the ARCA series series. Uh, with the uh, yeah the next race on the schedule for them, so we don't get to talk about the Arca series enough. They they don't they need to do, um they need to get away from the tape delayed races. I think that's the problem with a lot of the weekly series. I know we have like the track pass and all that kind of stuff now, but um the, the, you just don't yeah the flow racing and racing America and all those. We have all these little like apps and uh, things like that now, but they those are the series. Even the, the wheel of modified series ran at, uh, at Richmond over the weekend. Uh, Ryan Ryan Newman made his return to the uh, modified yep. series too. Um, But they just don't get enough of uh, exposure on TV. It's always, uh, you know, uh, 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 not ARCA when they're running, but uh, Cubs, Trucks, and Xfinity that always get all the glory.
0: Yeah. And, you know, again, you're right. And I think we've seen so far with Flow Racing, they've always been almost perfect with regard to their technology and not, you know, having technical issues. And we've seen a number of races this year that have had that. And that's what happens when you get too much going on and spread yourselves too thin. Um, I think the quality goes down, and so you know these live streamers, they don't. You know it's kind of like limits are good, you know right. And um, I don't think it's really done. I th- I love Flow, and I still think it's the best one. But yeah, Arca has never had uh, a TV package that I thought really was befitting of what they should have, and it's certainly hard to sell Arca races because. If you're running for a top team, you're spending $50,000, $60,000 a race, you can get a top 10 truck for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trucks are live on FS1 every race, so.
3: By the way, guys, IndyCar is in Long Beach this weekend. Yes. Yes. Long Beach. It's be street, fun. Street, we to street
0: courses. Yes. Lots of, uh, lots of good racing
1: action uh, coming up this weekend.
3: Yeah. Um, and they get Sunday exclusively because F1
0: will have already run, and NASCAR is Saturday night. NBC at 3 p.m. Love to see it for IndyCar. They need it. And, uh, again, the racing so far this year has been outstanding in that series, and I think it's only going to get better.
1: That is very true. We're going to step aside take our final commercial break. Uh, We'll wrap everything up, uh, have a little preview of uh, Martinsville Race Weekend. When we come back right here on the Inside Pass, stick with us. We will wrap it up when we come back.
3: It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force.
1: I'm Lane Castle, NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the
7: Inside Pass.
1: There is uh, an interesting truck debut happening uh, this weekend at Martinsville. Uh, Blake Lithian will make his debut for the Raymond Brothers. Yeah. Um, he's local, for those of you in the Charlotte area, local uh, to us. Uh, when his first race at Hickory. Uh, in last the year. Model, last year. I was there. The model. Yep. Um, so he's going to get the opportunity to run. He's a, he's one of the Jive for Diversity guys. Um, so mm-hmm. he'll he get was. No longer. But, right, he was. Yeah. He's not, a he's not right. in the program anymore. Legends he
2: cars, he was teammates with Raja.
0: Yep. And he's actually, yeah, Raja Kruth. And, and Blake's actually out of New England. Yeah. He's a New England driver, right from Massachusetts. Yeah, Massachusetts. So, yeah, that's uh, it's a good opportunity for him. The forty three has been a bit of a revolving seat since um, Thad Moffitt uh, left it, and so um, you know that's a it, that's a, a good opportunity for him. Uh, who was it, Brad? Um, Brad Perez. Perez yeah, uh, finished Dakota. what twentieth? Yeah, mm-hmm. did a great job there, and and so Blake gets hopefully, a chance to go and
3: do his thing. Hopefully, it still goes better than the holler driver in Atlanta. So. So, <laughs> well there's no town so like Martinville well, to get stuck
1: in. Exactly. i like to see new new guys and you know new guys come along give them an opportunity let's see what they can do I and mean, what's the worst
0: that can happen well uh, yeah and Blake's a Blake's a, a really good young man um you know not it not one of those you know doesn't come from a ton of money um so there's a good opportunity for him to to jump in the truck and and uh show what he can do and uh we may see one more announcement before the week's out of somebody else in the truck um, at Martinsville. We'll see. But um, certainly, um, Blake is going to be a good addition to that field. And I think if if he, you know, again, he races well in the late models. Mm-hmm. If he just goes and stays out of trouble, he'll probably be between 20th and 30th. That's mm-hmm. a good run. Kind of and hard to
3: do at Martinsville. Best of luck to our friend, Howie DiSavino. Hopefully he makes the races. Yes. Yes. That is true. All right. Yes. We
1: are going to uh, see you guys next week on the Inside Pass.
4: Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Inside Pass, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit MyComputerCareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow
8: The Inside Pass on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and visit TheInsidePassLive.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the
4: staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Inside Pass. No part of this show
8: may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Inside Pass. Thank you for listening.